58% of all Americans don't believe in a literal hell. That the denomination that has the highest percentage of belief in a literal hell are evangelical Christians and historically black Christians. I make no secret of it, I don't believe in hell. For some people, living on this planet <clears throat> is indeed hell. So today when we hear the story of, excuse me, <clears throat> the sheep and the goats, we, speak that we naturally believe that there is a portion of the population who is going to burn in hell. And some of us are thrilled with that idea. Who hasn't thought about their mortal enemy with flames licking at their feet and the devils standing over them chuckling with a pitchfork? And we think, ah, oh, good. They're going to get what they finally deserve. Or the mass murderer or the bank robber, somebody who's committed a heinous crime, we feel like they're gonna burn in hell because they're going to get what they finally deserve. Justice will be meted out to them. And for us, that's a way of saying, well, that's just the way the world works. They'll get, to, they'll get their just rewards. There's a group of the, the Lynns, I don't know who is related to who, but there's three of them, two men and a, women, and a woman. They've written a book called Good Goats, Healing Our Relationship with God. And it's, what it is about is basically we do, some of us think of God as they call him Uncle Mort who lives in the basement, and that when we were children, or they were children, they were forced to sit on Uncle Mort's lap and give him a kiss on the cheek. And Uncle Mort was a crab, to say it kindly. He never had a nice word to say about anyone or anything. They were terrified of Uncle Mort. But on the way home in the car, their parents would say to the three Lynns, isn't Uncle Mort such a nice man? He's just such a good soul. And the three kids in the back were quivering and cowering with the thoughts of how mean he really is. What they thought about had no bearing on the opinion that their parents had of their uncle. Some people carry that version of God with them through their entire lives. There isn't a loving God who has a special place in his heart for them. There's only the God that walks around with a clipboard that ticks off every bad thing we have done, either as individuals or collectively. Let's just say I have to believe, we have to believe he is very busy. Tick, 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 tick. And who wants to think of a person to have a relationship with? 
So when we heal our image of God or who we believe God is, is when we open up our minds and our hearts to all that the world has to offer. When we keep our hearts like this, a clenched fist, there is no room for the love of Christ to enter in. We're so busy worrying about being judged, and we also get great joy out of judging others. But the God that the Lynns are speaking about is a God who once we open our hearts and minds to what is possible, we also open our hearts and minds to all that we can do to relieve suffering in the world. And we know there is a lot of suffering. All we have to do is read the newspaper or turn on the news. And it feels like that's all the news is filled with. I know at the end of each broadcast on the three major networks, they talk about, there's good news tonight. And they spend maybe a minute talking about it. More often than not, Mark and I look at each other when they're done and go, that's not good news, that's being human, that's helping another person. Yes, it's wonderful that people have made a connection, but isn't that what we're supposed to do? Isn't that who God wants us to be? Amy Jill Levine is a biblical scholar, and she writes about heaven and hell in her book, The Hard Sayings of Jesus. And she said, I have no time for a God who is going to be cruel. I, have an, I don't even have time to think about dying because I have too much to live for. So if I have to think about a God who is ticking off all of my problems or all of the bad things I've done or all of the bad things I think I've done, I don't want any part of that God because I'm too busy living. She went on to say that she's not, when she is ready to die, which will be never in her mind, and most of us feel that way, nobody wants to die too soon. She said, I, I don't have time to die. I have things I want to, I have a sweater to knit. I have dinner to cook. I have people to take care of. I don't want to leave the dog. And isn't that what we all think? Isn't that how we all feel? And if dying just becomes one long way of living in hell, she writes, I don't want any part of it. I don't want to believe that what's waiting for me on the other side is a lake of fire. What I want to believe is that when I die, I will go somewhere and see people that I love again and cared about, that heaven will be a beautiful garden, and that I'll be able to take care of all of the dogs that have been in my life. 
I think Amy Jill Levine is on to something. If we live our lives in fear of what is waiting for us, then we're not really living. We're existing. And God doesn't want existence. Because existence means we hang on every day by our fingertips. And we don't have time to think about the world and all the good we can do, the people we can help, the ways that we can improve our own lives, the ways that we are able to reach out to others. That's what I believe the story about the sheep and the goats is. It's not about a God that's going to condemn us. It's about a God that is inviting us and the invitation is always there. He doesn't separate us. He wants us to live in harmony. That's his desire. It's what he chooses, what he hopes for, prays for, and yes, I do believe God prays. Because Lord knows we need all the prayers we can get. So when we listen to the story of the good goats, I'm sorry, when we listen to the story of the sheep and the goats, let's focus on good goats. The goats that make our lives richer. And that we are those goats. Yeah, goats can be smelly and stinky and we don't want to be around them. They can be stubborn. But they can also be loving and kind. And they can nuzzle us and make us feel at home. So instead of being sheep, we can also be goats. Amen.